Rabbi Sai, good morning. A good Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshish Tetzaveh. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Purim, Tavshin Pei Aleph. And the fact that we in Eretz Yisrael, in Yerushalayim, Erev Kodesh, are this year to a Purim Meshulish, a threefold day, threefold days of Purim, which is something which is extraordinary. And uh, we have to be aware and we have to be thankful to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving us this opportunity. So uh, this uh, recording is taking place early in the morning before davening and before Megillah Esther. Last night we were Zoha together with all of Klai Yisrael to hear the Megillah. It's the one time uh, that us Yushalayim people who have a walled city that we share a same day of Megillus Esther reading. It's very interesting, very interesting halachas that we keep the Megillus Esther on Yudalid because we can't do it on Shabbos because of the Gezerah of carrying out of the Dalana, carrying carrying out in the Rishus Rabbim in order to ask a Bucky. And uh, we also give Matanas Levyonim today because Matanas Levyonim is tied into um, the Megillah because the Aniyim are waiting to be able to get their their, their gifts of which are needed and that's a, a very very important mitzvah to give to the people that are less fortunate than us and especially to an Evian an Evian is someone that is anything that you give him he's, he's happy with so therefore we should do our utmost to be able to make people happy people who are less fortunate than us and then on Shabbos there's a question about what we do on Shabbos the, the truth is for us again I'm speaking just for people in Yushalayim uh, so there are some shittas which hold that you do not make a suda, a special suda on uh, on Shabbos uh, for the uh, mitzvah of sudas Purim because we have the sudas of Shabbos and that's the primary suda. There are some shittas hold that you're allowed to add on or you should add on. Everyone should keep according to his own minig. We say ala nisim tonight and tomorrow and you say it today. So again, there's all kinds of strange differences, and then we have an even stranger difference that on Sunday, we in Yushalayim, we're then going to have our Suda, which is now is going to be all the way after what we would normally consider to be Purim. But the concept, because it's already Tezayin, and, uh, but still we have a Suda, that's our mitzvah, and we also have the mitzvah of Mishloch, Manas Ichlari Yehu. Um, so I want to first speak about a little bit just about the parasha, and also to mention that uh, yesterday, I think I sent out to everybody that was over to go to the caver of my Rebbe, the great Gain Hagodol, Moshe Feinstein, Zechot Zedek Levrocha, to go to his caver and to Daven, as I do every year. And um, it's very interesting the connection between Moshe Rabbeinu, between Moshe and Moshe Rabbeinu, who's we mentioned already last week that Moshe Rabbeinu's birthday was in Zion Adar and Rav Moshe Feinstein's birthday was also in Zion Adar. And uh, even though Moshe Rabbeinu was Nifter in Zion Adar, Rav Moshe Feinstein was Nifter on the 13th day of Adar. And uh, that's the yard site that uh, we keep. And um, there are a lot of connections between Moshe and Rav Moshe Feinstein and Moshe Rabbeinu. And, uh, and that's what Rav Moshe himself held, that he felt very clearly that he has a connection to Moshe Rabbeinu. In fact, he was born in the same day. 
And we could just say over that just like Moshe Rabbeinu was a leader, the leader of Klai Yisrael to give them the Torah, Moshe, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, especially in America, was the leading Gadol uh, uh, for many, many years. And till today, we are, we are uh, drawing forth inspiration from Rabbi Moshe's Torah. Yesterday when I went to the caver, not only did I dive in by his caver, I also went to his son, Rabbi David Feinstein, who recently passed away, who was Bra Kaira de Avua. And I davened over there as well, also by two Rebetzins, Rebetzin Simba Feinstein and Rebetzin Sheila Feinstein, also buried there. So there's a lot that we daven for, and we hope and we pray to all those tefillahs, Mirz Hashem, should be accepted by the Rebbeinah Shemapai, and we should be Zorcheh Mirz Hashem to Yeshua Sindachamas. Let's get to the Parsha. So the parish is, we're going to mention a vart from Rav Moshe Feinstein, it should be Le'u and Nishmasa, and it should be for Aaron Neshama's Aliyah as well, that Rav Moshe speaks about in the beginning of the parish, and parish Tetzav, it speaks about the union of the Menorah, and there's some associations which we can learn from. The Torah tells us, You should take, make sure to make pure oil without any uh, impediments, Kasis Lamar, Lahalas near Tomid, and you should bring it up on the near Tomid. That the, and the Rashi says that means until, until the Shalhevis is Oyle Me Oleho, until the flame goes up on its own. I remember hearing from Rav Moshe just in this last part that this was an aspect of what Rav Moshe held that a Rebbe has to teach his Talmud until Shetei Shalhevis Oyle Me Oleho, that the Talmud should be able to stand on his own two feet. That's the obligation. It shouldn't be that you teach him a little bit and then it flickers and then it goes out. No, it has to be to the point that the Talmud is able to stand on his own two feet. And I feel very, very uh, thankful that Talmudim, that we were to have both in Nir Yaakov and now in Ateris Yaakov, that we're teaching them and we've taught them to be able to stand on their own two feet. Baruch Hashem. Other aspects of the mitzvah of Menorah and how it relates to um, the relationship between a Rebbe and a Talmud. So Rav Moshe Zetzal, I saw brought down to the Sefer called Ram, used to say over that just like the Shemen, the oil had to be without any shmarm, had to be without any impediments. It couldn't have any um, things which weren't necessarily pure. So that teaches a lesson that the Rebbe, that the, the teachers of Torah, they have to be people who are exemplary that you look at them and you don't see any impediments. Because if chas v'shalom, a person will take a look and will see um, that there were questions that a person might have, but there's not clarity. So then all of a sudden, then people will not want to learn from it, it says. Like it says in the Mishnah Chachamim hizhiru b'divreichem, Chachamim should be careful in their words, in order you shouldn't say something which could somehow be misconstrued and people will question why is the Tamachachim saying such things? So this teaches us a tremendous lesson that it's an obligation upon a Tamachachim to be exemplary in his attitude. And there's no question in his attitude and in his, his his general outlook and how he acts between people. And this is something we all ourselves know that Rav Moshe Feinstein definitely he was madgim this. He was a role model for this. And Rav Moshe writes not only is it an obligation on the Tamachachim. But every single person, especially a Ben Torah, someone that learns Torah, that learns Torah in a yeshiva, they have to make sure that they're fit and they're proper in their actions and that people should look at them and they should be able to say, ah, 
Look what happens when a person goes to a base medrash, when a person learns in a yeshiva, when a person is living in a Jewish home, that he acts in a certain way, and there aren't any questions. But if there are questions, then people might say, why should I learn in yeshiva? No, it has to be belish shemarim. It has to be without any impediments. That anything which would, uh, which would would create a question about a person's upbringing. No, the next thing is that we've mentioned that you have to also teach the Talmud in such a way that the Talmud himself should not have any questions. That means you should teach. Make sure that you're teaching the Talmud. That he should understand clearly what the Torah is saying. It has to be belish shemarim. And when a person does that, when a Rebbe is able to get through to a Talmud and is able to teach him in such a way that he doesn't have any questions, so then the Talmud walks away and he's satisfied. Now for sure there's difficulties. There's some people that are very, very bright and they're able to get the material, they're able to learn very quickly, they understand it. Then you have Talmudim that their wisdom is not as mature. And over here we find also that the Shemen, the, the the amount of oil that was given was for the both the long days and the short days. And it was the same amount. Meaning to say that you have to ensure that no matter if the Talmud is a Talmud that only needs a little bit of Shemin, or the Talmud needs a lot of Shemin, but still you should teach him in such a way that they should be able to understand the Torah. I have to say over that yesterday when I went to the to the Kever, just everything's at Shkacha Pratyas, as I was turning to a, to to towards the road towards Harmanuchas, I saw there was a yid that was standing there, and I stopped the yid. I stopped the car. This is a yid I know who lives in Harnov, very chash for yid. And uh, I asked him. I told him I'm going to Harmanuchas. Where area it was, it wasn't yet the place exactly to the road of Harmanuchas. So he says, "Are you going to the kever of the Rosh Hashiva?" I guess he knew that I learned in, by Rav Moshe Feinstein. I said, "Yes, that's where I'm going." He says, "That's great." He says, "I'm waiting here 40 minutes." For a bus, and he wasn't able to get a bus. I was so happy that I was able to fulfill a mitzvah and to be able to do a chesed to take a person. And as we went in, automatically he started telling me stories. I told him his, his stories. And I want to share with you some stories about Rav Moshe, which are givaldic. He told me that his father-in-law was one of the first Talmidim of MTJ. We got smicha from him, Rabbi Feierstein, from the Lower East Side, and he said that his father used to say over that one time there was a boy in the yeshiva in MTJ that wasn't feeling well, and Rav Moshe, he had a high temperature, he had a temperature, and Rav Moshe decided to call an ambulance, and not only did he call the ambulance to take the boy to the to the hospital, but Rav Moshe himself went in the ambulance to the hospital. And this reminded me of the story that I have, in, that I write myself, that I when I was when I was a young boy, I was in the yeshiva of Staten Island, and I had a temperature, and uh, it seemed Rav Moshe came that day to the yeshiva, and he came up, to visit me after Mincha, and uh, to make a long story short, he told me to stop learning the Sefer, and he called his own, he got Reb Ruven, to call Reb Moshe's doctor, and I remember Reb Moshe made sure to take my temperature, and he told me to rest, and he told me, and they got me antibiotics. We see that the great Gedolim, they care about their Talmidim, not only in the spiritual, but also in the physical. He mentioned another story this year, this very Chashva Yid, that his father-in-law happened to also have the job of taking Rav Moshe by car to the yeshiva. And one day there was a snowstorm. For those of you who still have snow in New York, you'll appreciate it. And Rav Moshe called me and said, could you possibly take me to a chasna in New Jersey? 
in those days to go to New Jersey wasn't a simple thing. So this this Rabbi Feierstein, it worked out that he he himself did, was not able to go. He already, I guess he was married at the time, and something came up, but he got a driver that would take Rav Moshe to, to, the, to the Chasna, and this driver drove him in the middle of the snow, and the next day, and he came back with him. The next day, Rabbi Feierstein asked Rav Moshe, why was it so important to go to a Chasna all the way in New Jersey in the middle of a snowstorm? Listen to the Pasha, the answer for Rav Moshe. He says, it's a very simple he says, I knew there was a snowstorm and many, many guests would not arrive and the Chassan and Kala would not have a full complement of people to be to be misameach with them. And not only would they not have all their friends, but also they would feel that I wasn't able to come as well because he had he was invited, I guess maybe he was the Messiah Kedushin. So I felt I have to go there in order to be there, in order to be able to misameach with the Chassan and the Kala. Now, Baisai, look at these great events. Look at the way... Rav Moshe, and it's a role model not only for Rav Moshe. Rav Moshe is a role model for us that we should learn from these stories how our attitude should be towards our fellow man. Rabbi say a few varts on the Megillah. Ah, we're Zaychim Hashem. We're going to be reading the Megillahs very soon here in Yerushalayim. You'll be reading it a, a little bit later. But uh, there are certain psukim which we read out loud, and the first one is Ish Yehudi Hoye B'Shushan Abira Mordechai Ben Yoyim Ben Ish Ben Kish Ish Yemini. So we speak about Mordechai HaTzadik, who is the the role model uh, that we all learn from, the one who saved the day in Shushan. And what's the essence of Mordechai? Could have said Mordechai was a Tzadik, Mordechai was a Talmud Chacham, Mordechai was a Posik. No, all the Megillah describes Mordechai is being a Yehudi. He was a Jew. A Jew means he relates to being part of the Klal Yisrael, which are called Yehudim. And that's where the Yeshua came from. When there, when a person realizes that I am a chalik of the Jewish people and I care about the Jewish people and I don't just sit on the side and say, well, you know, something's happening and I'll just, I'll do my own thing. No, I recognize that every single one of us has a role to play. What can I do for the Jewish people? When a person recognizes that he's, Meyuchad and it's Meyachad Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That Yehudi means a lashon Yehudi. He's Meyachad himself to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, to Hakadosh Baruch Hu's Torah, to the nation of Klal Yisrael. That's what saves the day, and this is really a lesson that we could take with us. We're living in a time where we we are all in living in Hester Panim. We're living in a in a, in a, in a world where it seems that we don't see clearly that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with us, and we have to recognize, we'll speak about that a little bit more in a second, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with us, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, ex- is expecting that we should ra- raise ourselves up as best as we can in order to show that we are Yehudim. In a simple fashion, I always say over that Rav Nevensal writes in the Sefer, Gevaldekevart Negeat, to the four mitzvahs which we have today. First mitzvah he describes is the mitzvah of Mikra Megillah. And this teaches us a lesson. The lesson is that we hear the Kriya Samagillah from the Balkore. The Balkore represents the Rebbe, the Rebbe that teaches the Talmud. And therefore, every person that has an ability to teach Torah as best as he can should recognize that he is able to be Maitzi the Rabbim. So this teaches us that there are Malamdim in Klaus Hill, that there are Rabbeim in Klaus Hill, similar to the Balkore. The next mitzvah, is that we're going to discuss is the mitzvah of the Sudaspurim. 
The Suda's Purim teaches us that you have to prepare for the Suda. Person doesn't prepare before Shabbos, he won't have food to eat on Shabbos. If we don't prepare our own Suda, if we don't learn our own Torah, if we don't strive to raise ourselves up, then we won't be able to, to participate in the Suda. We participate in the Suda by learning as best as we can. And in the Suda, for sure, we're going to drink wine. Wine represents Nichnes Yayin Yotzer that there are sides, there are secrets of the Torah, and this teaches every. It teaches us that every single one of us has a chelik of Torah. As much as we will try, we will find we have a portion of the Torah. We just have to drink the wine, the yain of Torah, and we'll be zoyche mitz Hashem to be megale the sides of Torah. Then we have the mitzvah of mishleach manis. Mishleach manis is that we should share it with our friends, and this teaches us the lesson that a person should not learn Torah on his own, but he should always have a chavrusa, a good chavr that he learns with. When you have a good chavr that you learn with, so each one of each person sharpens the other. And this is the concept of mishleach manas each l'reyeyu. We should be sending manas, each one of us, to our friends. Each one of us should have a friend. Each one of us should share the Torah with a friend. And when a person learns Torah together with a chavrusa, then he is... Not only being mekayin the mitzvah of limud Torah, but he's also sharing the Torah with others. Less mitzvah is a mitzvah matanus levyainim, ah, and that teaches we have to give to the less fortunate. This teaches us that there's a concept of teaching the Torah to the talmidim, or people who are less fortunate, as being mekayin of people who are not part of uh, the mesorah of the Torah, balei tshuva, people that are less fortunate than us. We give matanus levyainim. We're taking the Torah that Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave us. And we're sharing it with all of Klai Yisrael. And how do we do this? We do this ki'ish echad u'belev echad. This creates a bonding that we Jewish people, we have a common goal. And hopefully, Mitz Hashem, we're going to share it with others. I just want to end off just to mention just a few more Ramazim and Parshish Tetzaveh. Parshish Tetzaveh, we mentioned, we, we know the name of Moshe Rabbeinu is not mentioned. Only Beremes. I saw brought down in the Sefer that the last word of Parshas Teruma is the word Nechoshes. And then it says Va'ata Tetzave. And the, the, the Magala Muka says Nechoshes is Noyach and Shes. And then and Moshe Rabbeinu was a Gilgal of Noyach and Shes. Nechoshes. And then it says Va'ata. That's going on Moshe Rabbeinu. That's a little remez. But the simple understanding is that Moshe Rabbeinu's name is hidden. We find a similar thing, I was thinking. Not only is Moshe Rabbeinu's name hidden, but it is a Ramaz, there are Ramazim for him. We have to be Megala, we have to reveal it. But we know that in the Megillah, there's no mention of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name. Why isn't HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name mentioned? Should be prominently displayed? The answer is that the concept of a whole, the whole concept of Megillah is to be Megala HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to recognize that even when we, it seems that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not here, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu is here with us. And who is the who was the great, great woman of valor who saved the day, Esther? And the Gemara says, Esther, Esther, Esther was the one that she's not Megala herself. She doesn't reveal herself. She doesn't reveal to Achashverosh where she comes from, which her na- where her nation is. Esther is the is the foremost role model of the Indian of Tzniyus, of the Indian of, of, of being modest, not like Vashti. And therefore, Esther is the the perfect person in order to be Megala HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the world. And how is she Megala HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the world? By telling us 
the secret, which was that we should be, we should tzumulai. You should we should call out to Hakadosh Baruch We should recognize that through tefillah, tefillah has the ability in order to be megala Hakadosh Baruch in the world, and that's what we have to know these days. These days, where we're living in a world where it seems like there's Hester Punnett. We don't see HaKadosh Baruch clearly in the world. And we take a look and we see this Teva. But anyone with a, with a discerning eye recognizes that the Magaifa that has come upon the world, which started a year ago on Purim, HaKadosh Baruch brought into the world this Magaifa. And now he's giving us Baruch Hashem, Apiderach HaTeva. We see that there's, a, there's an antidote, there's a vaccine. We urge everyone to take the vaccine. But the most important thing is to recognize it's all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Be Megala HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the world. In the, in the midst of the Hester, we're able to be able to see clearly that everything comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When we will recognize together with all of Klal Yisrael, that's really HaKadosh Baruch Hu that has brought everything in the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will remove everything from the world. This is the greatest Simcha that we have. The Simcha that we have is the Nichnes Yayin Yotzeseit and to be happy that we are from the Jewish nation, and to recognize, Ki'ish Echod B'Leiv Echod, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with us. And no matter all of the misfortunes that have happened, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is watching over us. We daven and we pray with the Kaycha Tefillah, we should be Zoycha Mitz Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should bring this month, the month of Nisan, which is the month of Asidin Ligo, we should be Zoycha Mitz Hashem. Through all our mitzvahs, through all our Maisim Tov, and through all of our connections, to the Torah, to the, to the great leaders of the Torah, to the role models that we saw. We should be Zorich Hashem, to the Gula Shleim of Meher Yameinu Amen. Wishing everyone a Freilichen Shabbos, a Freilichen Purim. We should be Zorich to see each other, Be'ez Hashem Yisbarach. Soon, quickly, here in Yerushalayim, Ra'akadosh, Meher Yameinu Amen. Have a wonderful Shabbos and a wonderful Freilichen Purim.